Welcome back, everybody, to The Welding Show. I'm your host, Cameron Kelly, and today will be another monologue. Um, it is like 40s up here. I'm currently up in a job in Cripple Creek, Colorado, and so my nose is running. But um, I posted some questions the other day on my Instagram to see. I posted, you know, like a, a poll. How many of you are struggling to and taking your next step. And I got 82% yes, 18 no. So I got 90 yeses, 20 no's. Um, Then right after that, I posted, what are you looking for next? And so I wanted to do this one just as a quick way to kind of cover a bunch of ground with these questions without doing a a single post or talk about each one, you know, like on Instagram. So I'm going to refer this, everybody to this uh, podcast when I get it posted. And... I know I promised you guys some more podcasts, and I've just been absolutely slammed. A lot of things have kind of changed since I did the last podcast. And so I'll give you a quick update on that. So my buddy Austin was out here, and he and I were working together. Uh, he came out to Colorado last year basically looking to you know, find work and then decided at the beginning of the year to start his own little welding company and then grew it from there. And so... Um, I was looking to do the same thing on a different scale in a different location because, you know, I had moved away from Colorado. I knew I wasn't going to be away forever, but I still am looking to expand the company to the East coast. But so Austin decided to move back to California. And so as of basically last Friday, I am 100% on my own. And so I made a post on Instagram about it. Um, if you guys don't follow me there, go check it out. I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you're coming from Instagram, so I'm going to, you know, refer to it a good bit. But, so, if you don't follow me on Instagram, it's at RoAccess, R-O-W-A-C-C-E-S-S. And so, after, you know, Austin was planning on leaving, um, basically he left, and then some of the clients that we were working with together uh, called me basically to pick up where we left off. And so, this project we're working on now is a steel building, and... It's a a retrofit building, so it was an old building that they were bringing up to code. They did a 10-foot expansion on, and it has been full of all sorts of little welding projects. And so I want to do a specific podcast because uh, one of the, a lot of the questions that I got were, you know, like, how do you expand? How do you get to where you want to go? You know, like, how do you, you know, like, start your own company? So I think I want to do, like, a business, like a business 101 or welding business 101 type thing. And so, I mean, I'm still very, very new to the overall process, but I've learned a ton from the people that I have worked with and stuff like that, um, the company that I was working with out in, on the East Coast, uh, the guy that runs that has taught me absolute metric ton of things about business, and that has led to my own research and then reaching out to mentors. And so um, I would definitely reach out to someone to be a mentor. Uh, I would definitely not say that I'm one of those people. Um, I have a few friends that I can keep up with, but for the most part, I mean, unfortunately, I don't have time to do my own gig and try to be everybody's mentor. So with 12,000 followers, I I get a ton of DMs a day just asking similar questions. And so I'm just going to start referring people to the podcast or or maybe even doing like a one-on-one type course thing, you know, like you can log on and just watch a bunch of videos and I can give you some references. But with that, I have grown my own business aside from the contacts Austin has given me and, and that has turned into a lot already. Today, I got a bid opportunity for a multi-million dollar project, which is outstanding. 
you know, the welding part of that will be pretty small. And I mean, I even told them, you know, like, Hey, I'm a sole proprietor LLC, you know, I can hire people as needed, but you know, just what do I need to do? And you know, like he and I converge back and forth. And so that's kind of taken off on its own. So, um, let me go ahead and start reading through some of these questions. But basically what I was getting around to is just saying that I'm now kind of on my own and then just have grown my own business between those contacts and, and the ones that, um, Austin, and I were working on together. Um, but let's see. Somebody said just the next progressionary step to my career to be a superintendent. Right on, bro. You know, like that's awesome of you. That's not anything that I desire to do. Uh, I absolutely love being my own boss and not really having anybody to work with or work for. Somebody's always going to sign your paycheck, and I say that a lot. But, you know, when you work for yourself, you make your own hours, you do your own thing. And that is something that I've really worked for my entire life to try to get to. And now I'm finally to that point. And, you know, there are a few people out there that if uh, they called me to go out and do a job for them, I would. The uh, The guy that I worked for out in, on the East Coast in Alabama, Roman was really good to me. And so if he ever called me up, you know, for a shutdown or needed a hand for something, and, and I would go do it, you know. Uh, I'm really looking, I'm working really hard towards uh, picking up enough money that I can take off a couple of months at the end of the year just to spend with family and go hunting and hang out with my friends back home, finish up my house. Um, I shot some more video that's not on my YouTube channel yet, but I'm really hoping to grow that YouTube channel. Uh, I need to start doing a rig tour or something like that. Um, also, since I've been up, this this town called Cripple Creek is definitely Crippled Creek seems like every week that I'm up here, something happens. There's always some kind of catastrophic whatever, you know, like I had the brake failure and then they failed on me again after I had like kind of patched fixed them. I just haven't had the time to get around to it. Um, sorry, I don't have my pop filter with me, um, with the, ho at the hotel. So you're going to get a little bit of feedback in here. Uh, the pop filter just stops you from the, you know, like, <laughs> so I'm really trying to mitigate that as much as I can by kind of aiming away from the microphone. So if the sound is a little bit off, then that's why I'm sorry. Uh, next person said sobriety. That is an awesome goal. I wish you the best. Somebody said, I don't really know. Just kind of, kind of lost. And you know, like one of those things, and then I have talked about it before it's on my YouTube channel and maybe I should really just do an in-depth video on how I got to where I wanted to be. But basically, you know, I just laid out a three by five sheet of paper on my dining room table. And for months I just came home every day and you know, I mean, I take a day off here and there, but for the most part, I sat down there for like half an hour and just like contemplated the options and started looking at things that I, I knew that I liked and knew that I, you know, could be good at. And then on the other side of the page, I just put, you know, like my goals, you know, like I want a house by the beach, uh, or really, I just want deep water access so I can have like a 60 foot boat, but, <laughs> um, you know, I want those things, you know, like property out in Colorado, uh, and property abroad and then just, you know, pick up some rental properties and, you know, things like that. And those are just some big hefty goals that require a lot of money. And so I knew that business was going to be my way to get there. Uh, I just didn't know what business and, you know, things like that. Another thing that I learned from my, one of my other mentors was just like, for the longest time, I was so hung up on the fact that, you know, if I did something or if I owned a business in it, it had to be something that I did, you know, like, I wouldn't start a roofing company because you know, like, I can do roofing, but I don't like it enough that I would want to do it five, six, seven days a week. But really and truly, you just need to be in the opportunity. You need to be in the position when an opportunity arises itself that, you know, you could buy a roofing company and then, you know, like, hey, you got a roofing company. Um, and, you know, like those situations come about fairly often, especially right now in the last year or so, with all this COVID stuff, people have just, you know, the business is going to go under, they're going to post it up for sale, you know, like, um, 
and then you know if you have the opportunity at the time with the money you could just buy them out you know like i have a friend of mine that that uh a roofing company was looking to go under because their truck went down and their trailer was messed up and they were just ready to hang it up and so my buddy was like yo i got a truck and a trailer you know you just give me a percentage off every job and we'll call it good and so he just gave him the truck and trailer uh i ended up doing some work on said trailer and then you know the business is running it and he makes whatever a couple grand per job and he doesn't have anything to do with it other than he owned the truck and trailer and i think he still owns it and he just has it on his commercial insurance or something like that but you know, there's lots of ways to get into business and lots of way to, ways to make money. And I'm still kind of struggling a lot with, like, some ideas and how to expand it myself. I know the gist of it, but just trying to focus on the small, like, the short goals and, like, the small steps that I don't miss something. So I don't overextend myself, you know. Um, somebody said a pipe fab shop. After I save up from change, to start building a rig, aiming for a second gen. That's awesome, dude. Second gens are sweet. Um pipe fab shops would be pretty cool i would love to own a shop I'm, I'm working on that myself trying to get a trying to get some land secured i think hopefully by the end of the year uh if things go well or maybe first of next year and then try to work a deal maybe get, get some material and just build my own shop and just be able to do fabrication stuff there instead of having to do it basically on location or wherever like right now i'm doing a lot of fabrication at the campground and i don't like you know but it works makes money i've made quite a bit of side job money just doing little odd and things and just you know fabbing up handrails at home and delivering them you know to powder coat and delivering them to the to the job site so growth is always positive though someone said getting a freshly started business operational enough to be our primary income well i'm in the same boat buddy so <laughs> if you find any tips let me know uh, how to make the next move to go out on my own so that really just depends on where you are now you know like if you're just working a $18 an hour shop job, you probably got a long ways to go. Um, if you were a rig welder or, you know, already have a bunch of tools and a truck that you can get around, the bare minimum, I think you need any kind of pickup, you know, even a 1500 gas truck. Uh, hell, I'm looking at buying a Tacoma for a second vehicle to run around and do side jobs with because, you know, a lot of my side jobs, I really just need my 110 welder, hood, grinder, some odd and end little materials, and if there's a place that I don't have power, I can just run it off of a generator. And I mean, I had really good luck with the generator. My classic two is sadly going to be taken off the truck here. Hopefully soon. Um, just depends on how things go the rest of the year, but I'm going to either go to a pipe pro. Uh, I'd like to try the new Lincoln frontier 400 X, but I'm not hearing great things about it. I reached out to them about maybe testing it or something like that, but we'll just have to see. It's not on the market yet. Um, I talked to somebody today. They said that 400 X pipe version the current moment doesn't have a remote, but it's going to have the same features as the Miller where you can do all your adjustments, you know, from the remote. Um, and it's coming out at like 22 and a half thousand, which is pretty much on par with like a stainless pipe pro. Um, I, I mean, that's, that's a steep, uh, goal to, or, you know, a high bar for them to try to obtain because the pipe pro is pretty much well sorted. But so if you, or if you're a rig welder and you're looking to go out on your own, Really and truly, it's just going to be, you know, making contacts. And so this kind of falls into the, like, expanding your welding business topic. But there's handyman apps out there like Thumbtack, which I pull a lot of jobs off of, Home Advisor, and then honestly just pulling up to jobs, you know, going to any place that they're putting up a steel building and like, hey, you guys need anything welded? You know, like, here's my card. Uh, this is the number one thing that I would recommend is getting some business cards, even if they're just some hack thing together, you know, like even it's just plain, just whatever. Mine, uh, I can design myself, but I just made the business card. I took a picture of myself welding some pipe. Um, 
stuck it up on there, kind of divided it in half, made a little black section on it so I could put some text on there, put my logo on the back, um, put trust the process on the back, which is a saying that I say quite a lot. And I'm kind of struggling to adhere to that sometimes because I'm a little bit, sometimes I'm a little fast on how I want to get to places, but you know, like sometimes if you're not ready to, to move at all times then you, you know, you get left behind. And so, uh, the company that reached out to me today about that big project, uh, they sent me an email this morning, you know, cause like, again, I just started emailing contractors I could find that did work in my area, started getting emails back. Everything's going great with that. Um, I've already gotten some bid opportunities from it. And then like that company, I hadn't even filled out the form yet. And they already had me on their subcontractor list, which, you know, like that's a huge plus. And it's kind of mind blowing in a way, you know, like I just sent them an email, you know, like, Hey, I'm interested in getting you on your subcontractor list. I can do this. I can do that. Um, I'm willing to kind of expand to pretty much anything kind of general because I have a lot of skills, um, like this job that I'm working on. They, I mean, they've offered us everything from tile to framing to drywall, which I picked up the framing and drywall. I offered on the tile, but it turns out they already had somebody for it. But, you know, like I'm willing to kind of overextend myself in a way for anything that I'm, you know, can do, even if I'm not the best at it, you know, like I'll price it accordingly. And if it's the job that they don't like, you know, I'm willing to fix it. And it's a lesson learned, you know, but if you don't try to at least put yourself out there, uh, like through and through, I believe your comfort zone will kill you. If you're just always hung on, this is how we've always done it. This is the only thing I know how to do. Like, and you limit yourself to that, then that's as far as you're going to reach. And so I tell people all the time, just try to reach outside your comfort zone. It is 8.42, sipping on a little something, something. Um, so, yeah, back to that question, if you, if you want to know how to make it out, you know, make your next move. It's really just kind of depends on your current situation. I would definitely recommend getting a bare minimum amount of tools, you know, like, um, some things that like a set of mechanics tools. Like I have a cobalt set that I got for like a hundred bucks before I moved to Germany. So I'd have some tools in my car and it's got, you know, sockets, got a few wrenches, got Allen wrenches. It's got, um, some bits and some basic hand tools, you know, pliers, dikes, cutters. Um, I'm trying to think of what's on the other side of the box. It's got a razor blade, it's got all sorts of little things. It's a cobalt box. It's in like 98 bucks. And that has, I mean, I've used it daily on almost every job that I have been on for something. Uh, maybe not my side jobs, you know, but uh, any bigger job that I've been on, it's come out of my truck for something. Um, uh, a, set, a drill, an impact, a grinder. Uh, it, I'm definitely hardcore on the 7-inch grinder for a lot of things, but I have a 4-inch grinder now. And I've used it seemingly more uh, I was always you know like hard up on using the seven inch but sometimes it's a little bit easier like today I was up on a ladder you know like seven or eight feet in the air and I like I didn't want to lug the seven inch up there so I grabbed the four inch um, but at minimum I think you would need one of those two four inch is probably ideal for doing side jobs um, doing handrails and things like that uh, a drill and an impact like I said just pick your favorite brand you know like I, I I have a Milwaukee set that I got about four years ago as a present for my dad five years ago and um, I use it almost daily. It's now a little bit tired, but that was right before the right around the time they were coming out with the brushless, and so it was a little bit better quality. But you know, like when they first came out, like the set that I got was the only like two hundred bucks. Came with two batteries and a charger, or three batteries and a charger, I think. And it was like two hundred, and the brushless was almost four hundred. But now they're they're coming down a little bit in price and a little bit more affordable for the brushless stuff. And that's actually almost most of what they carry, unless you kind of buy them in a single tool. Um, so I have a Milwaukee uh, drill impact 
or impact driver, I should say. And then I just recently bought a Milwaukee half inch drive impact. And so the Milwaukee is definitely the best one they sell on the market right now. It's got like 1400 foot pounds of uh, torque. And so I would recommend going for that if you're in the market for an impact. And then uh, it's a little bit on the expensive end, but like the Husky makes a set of impact sockets for about 200 bucks. Um, I was kind of in a pinch and they didn't have what I was looking for. So I just bought like a, a single rail of like deep wall impact sockets that were all standard because I needed them for something at, the, like, at that moment. But um, yeah, you know, like uh, an impact, impact driver, drill, grinder, a couple little like C clamps. You don't have to go expensive. I have like a fire clamp that I got. Um, and then uh, I have a cheap like Irwin C channel. I mean a C clamp that's like a four inch clamp. And the other one's like an eight inch, and both of those have come in clutch almost on every job that I've been on. A good hammer, set of screwdrivers, which that kit that I have also has screwdrivers in it. And for the most part, those are the the pretty average things that come out of my truck. And then, you know, even the five hundred and eighty five dollar Pro Mig one forty is a pretty solid welder. Honestly, if you're willing to spend the money, I would go for that uh, Weld Pack one eighty because that hundred eighty amps will really come in clutch whenever you're uh, trying to do some stuff. The 140 does pretty well, but if you're trying to, you know, like repair little odd and end things, like I was welding on a camper the other day, and the 140 just didn't really have enough power to get the the, the little weld in there I was trying to get. I was going to say bead, but I guess it kind of was the bead. It was beveled a little bit, but it just really was kind of cold lapping, and that just kind of comes with experience, you know, in welding. But So I ended up just kind of like grinding it down a little bit, and I ran a little 6010 pass over the top of it, got it good and burnt in. Then I uh, 70 tend over the top of it, and that was really just because I think at the time I was running off my machine, and that's what I was going to say earlier is my my Classic 2 just doesn't have enough AC power, and I've done really well using it off a generator before, so uh, I might just buy a generator cheap in the meantime before I buy a Pipe Pro. I really don't want to sell my machine, but, you know, it just depends on the situation at the time when I get ready to buy it. Uh, but just getting those basic tools would be plenty to get out on your own and, you know, just doing some odd and end stuff, uh, like, Last week, I did almost $5,000 in a few days, literally doing some side jobs. You know, like I did a fence job, which um, was paid pretty relative to what I normally charge. And then I did some a set of handrails. And then, let's see, I did a mower deck repair, did an RV repair, and that came out like 4900 bucks. you know. And so, like, assuming, like, the one job I did for the fence, they supplied materials and then paid me. And then the, the, the handrails I did, I said, I supplied the material, so it was a few hundred bucks less than that. So we'll just call it 4500 bucks, And that was over a span of like f five days, I think. Um, and so, and it's really just using my little normal tools. Um, if you're going to, I forgot to say it, you know, like if you're writing down a list, uh, a set of drill bits. Um, DeWalt makes a cobalt set, so does Milwaukee, and I, I would highly recommend them if you know how to operate a drill. Uh, going slow. And using some kind of tapping oil or something like that helps save bits a ton. I've already burned up a few of them because, you know, I just got into a bind and couldn't really regulate my speed. And I wasn't able to, like, keep it cool. So I burned up a few and I've broken a few just in bad situations. But uh, both also have, a, like, a no-break warranty. So if you break some in the box, you can take them back to wherever you bought them from and replace them. And then, like, a box. I have, like, a, again, a DeWalt set of uh, impact bits, which come in clutch also for doing you know, screws and stuff like that. The regular little, like, cheapo Phillips tips normally break off if you're doing a lot of impacting with them. They're okay for just screwing in a few, few screws here and there, but if you're going to be doing it a lot, 
um, just buy impact bits. Uh, like recently I was working on a project where I needed to do a bunch of impact Phillips, and so I just bought a Milwaukee little pack. It's like 14 bucks. had 25 tips in it, and it had a magnetic bit holder, and um, I've probably drilled six or 700 screws, and I've gone through two individual little tips out of that pack of 25. So they're definitely uh, definitely worth it. But Jordy B. Welds, if you are listening, um, that's definitely the the, tr the path I would try to take. It's getting your tools together, even if you just have you know a pickup, hell with even a little bobcat and a gang box of tools, you could definitely get out there and make a bunch of money. Um, companionship, well, you'll find it. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Hell, I'm divorced, so I don't really have much good to say about relationships. Um, somebody said, I want to be a rig welder like you. Some days I classify myself as a rig welder, and other days I classify myself kind of as like a general contractor. I don't have a GC license, and it's actually pretty hard to get. Um, like in the state of Colorado, it's not required statewide to have a license, but cities require it. And so it to get, a, to, to get one with a city, each one kind of has its own – um, requirements and I think I don't remember if it's Denver or Fort Collins one of the two has like a you got to have a supervisory certificate for like however many years and then on top of that you have to supervise like a five-story building or something and I just don't foresee that in my future because uh, that would mean I'd have to go back to being like a superintendent or like working for another GC and like I'm just trying to stay on my own so uh, I will skate it as long as I possibly can bust out a welding truck or finish college well it depends on what uh what you're doing in school man you know like i'm getting ready to start back classes in september because i have six left in my project management degree and you know if i was any further behind than where i'm at i probably wouldn't even finish it but i've already put so much time into school if you guys remember i was actually trying to get into med school for a long time i was really close i transferred schools i lost like 70 hours of transfer credit and then i basically had to start over and then by the time I got caught up, I was just so fed up with school and tired and whatever else. And then I just was like, screw it. I'm just going to shoot for a bachelor's and whatever. Uh, I put, applied to the nursing program at the same time. I got a, you know, the tentative acceptance to go to Germany. So I said, bump nursing school. I'm going to Germany. And then ended up coming back and getting into this. And so this has definitely been, uh, this has definitely been well worth it. Uh, big money, big, big money might time off well make a lot of money you can take a lot of time off bud getting my first gig as a pipe welder right now it is pretty slim out there i've been trying to repost as many jobs as i've been hearing about um at least that i you know like not via text or call or whatever else because i'm not putting you know like my friends out there like that but if there's something that comes up an opportunity you know i can try to uh i can try to share it um, but if it, you know, if it's like a close friend that's like looking for a welder, you know, and I could do something like that, but you know, if like one of my friends is like, Hey, are you interested in this job? And I'm like, no, like, I'm not going to post that. But if I just see kind of a generic posting or somebody tags me in something, I, you know, I'll reshare it just cause I want everybody else out there to win just as much as me. Um, get a mobile rig together and start a side hustle. Well, I already covered that. So get it together, buddy. Just getting my name out in a new town for work. And so that's, again, kind of going to fall under my business 101 type thing. But literally, you can just Google contractors in your area or drive around, show, you know, like don't show up in a busted welding shirt and stuff, you know, like whatever. Um, seems like most welders, we kind of all follow the Western style. So 
even if you don't start your jeans, go out there with some clean jeans, not some that's got stains in them or whatever. You know, a nice new Ariat shirt or some kind of nice shirt. Go out there with your hair combed or whatever you do, hat. If it's a job site where they're wearing hard hats, throw your hard hat on and walk out there. If they got a vest on, throw a vest on, you know, like you don't want to show out there and be the jack wagon and be like, hey, y'all looking for you know, welders? And then you just look like an idiot. Violate OSHA rules right there off the start. So, um, you know how everyone talks about those big jobs? I'm trying to get on one of those big jobs. Yeah, but you'll have that on them big jobs. Um, right now, I don't know of any really huge jobs going on. There are some pipelines going around, but um, it's really just kind of hearsay. I know a few like around Denver, and there's a few – uh, in like in Minnesota, a couple in Nodak. There's one in South Carolina that's actually kind of near my house. Um, but those are the only ones I know of. I think some there's, I mean, there's some work going on in Texas. But uh, I kind of, I don't want to say I've given up on the pipeline, but I've seen the money and working for myself, and I would love to get on a pipe gig or pipeline gig just once, just to do it. Um, but on that note, I am going to be renaming Row Access, at least on the business side. Uh, social media will still say Row Access, but I think I'm going to rename everything like RA Welding just to be a little bit more official on my own end. But uh, the website still stay in Row Access. Um, probably going to do a little logo redesign and try to keep the logo to the social media and, you know, like the, the pipeline side that people are wanting to see. But you know, I started this to bring you front, front row access to the pipeline, and I've yet to really be on one. Uh, I was on some prefab with Wally last year, but other than that, it was really, you know, like a facility job. But someday I'll maybe get there, and who knows? Maybe I'll just hire some rig welders to do some pipeline work if this keeps growing at this rate. Looking to get two new welders so I can start doing odd jobs in my area. Well, like I said, um, you can get Bobcats relatively cheap. Um looking for some used ones you know like the guy that i was working with in alabama roman runs a whole bunch of trailblazers and uh bobcats from ready arc and they have never let us down really that i know of you know like other than you know like some maintenance stuff or whatever else but for the most part they've all been pretty solid so i would definitely stand by them if you're gonna be doing odd and end stuff you don't need a big old pipeline machine but if you're looking to go pipeline then you know i would buy something that has a ton of ac power and that's kind of where uh, the older Lincolns lack. I don't know anything about the cross countries, 300 HE, stuff like that, the 300 series, the newer ones. Um, but, you know, the 15-amp circuit on my Classic 2 definitely shows its age whenever you start trying to weld stuff together with it. And, you know, the breaker pops after two two-inch beads. It's just, it's rough. Um, whether or not to travel to, to travel weld, is it hard to get jobs? Well, it just depends on your network, you know, and... Uh, Austin Ross has talked a ton about that. He started his little social media thing, um, the inner circle about, you know, posting about jobs and whatever else. And uh, it's been really cool, you know, to kind of see it grow over the last couple of years. There's a bunch of – it's a really easy way, basically like a forum, to just get some one-on-one -on -one questions from, you know, rig welders or, or stuff like that, people in places you want to go. But building your network, man, it really just it pays off, and it just depends on you, you know, like how many hands you shake and how many friends you make. You know, try not to make any enemies – as best you can, but, you know, shit happens. Um, to build smokers and fire pits and grills and odd jobs and work from home and make money. All about it, buddy. I have not made any fire pits or smokers in a long time. Uh, I worked on one about 10 years ago when I was kind of first learning how to weld. Pretty much embarrassed myself, charged a guy a couple hundred bucks, and he wasn't happy with it. So 
ended up redoing it again, um, ate it all on my cost and, you know, lesson learned after that. I never did that again. Uh, I worked on a couple grills after that, like small ones, but I'm looking to build my own. I bought some, uh, or I picked up some barrels last year to build a couple barrel smokers at my house uh, or barrel, uh, fire barrels rather. I'm going to do a double stack one to put in my shop, my new shop, if I get around to building it this year, but got to get my house done first. Uh, more welding side jobs. Like I said, thumbtack home advisor, buddy. Progress and change. That is definitely um, something we should all strive for. For the VA to hurry up with my disability. Hey, well, nothing happens quick with the VA, but hopefully you get it all sorted out. Um, I went through the medical retirement process and have gone through VA claims on my own. So if you guys are listening and you do have VA questions, shoot me a DM on Instagram. That's kind of the easiest place to get a hold of me. I'm on there the most. Um, my Facebook messages come through like this weird like business suite thing. And then like all my comments and everything get a notification. And then it shows however many freaking million. And if I don't go in there and clear them out, they keep showing notifications. So turn them off. So I check my row access messages on Facebook somewhat irregularly. But shoot me a message on D, uh, shoot me a, a DM on Instagram, and I will get back to you as much as I can and help you out with your VA issues if that applies to you. Last one, I dreamed like you. I dream of having my own rig one day. I got a rig, but I work for the company, so not the dot, dot, dot. Well, if you own a rig, drag up on that company, boy. Get out there and do something. Um, follow the tips I just posted, you know. Let's see, I posted another one on here a couple days ago. Uh, just random, ask me a question. Somebody said, straight hustler, keep it up. I appreciate that. I definitely promise nobody wants to grind harder than I do. Uh, what's the best name to get you out there and start a mobile welding? Answered that one already. Any stocks you're currently looking at or have you ever thought of owning rental properties? Uh, yes, to both. Um, I was invested in dogecoin dogecoin however you want to pronounce it dogecoin uh i got in pretty early um and you know it, it rallied up to 69 cents haha <laughs> nice it rallied up to 69 cents or close to 70 and i was really kind of holding out for a dollar just because uh i had x amount of coins and i was like man if i can make x amount of money i'm gonna do this with it and that with it and so i was just kind of holding out and then it went down and then it went up and then it went down and so i ended up cashing out and i still made you know whatever, like seven, eight hundred percent, but it's not what I was looking at or hoping to get in the end. Um, but, uh, you know, I got in, but less than a penny, well, less than a penny, uh, late last year, something like that before it kind of took the biggest rally when it first kind of started going up. But, um, since then I've just kind of gotten out of stock market for the most part. Um, I do have like a retirement account that I rolled over from a previous job and I'm kind of working on continuing to invest in that. But um, as far as investments go, again, I'm going to talk about this in my little business course, but um, for you for you guys out there working on your own or wanting to like kind of secure your own retirement, um, I, I think you should look into the FIRE movement, F-I-R-E, Financial Independence Retire Early. And that's kind of what got my mindset going as far as like being able to retire and like how to do it on my own without, you know, because like if you work for a company, you know, they have 401k match, you know, you can put in 5% and they'll give you 5% free. And so, you know, like 10% of your paycheck is a pretty good solid amount to be investing. 
um, and then you can invest on top of that. But um, definitely not the best at the stock market or understanding all of the limits and everything else. But um, you can take out like a self 401k. Uh, you can contribute to, um, you know, you can max out your IRAs. Uh, I don't remember what the contribution limits are. I mean, screw it. Let's look it up while we're sitting here. Max IRA limit 2021. I don't remember if it's the 19,000. Nope, 6,000 for traditional and Roth IRA contribution limits. And one of those is pre-tax and the other one is post-tax. Um, but if you guys are basically under 50 and you're not doing catch-up contributions, which means you're just trying to make up for lost time, Roth IRA contribution limits and eligibility are based on your modified gross income depending on tax filing status. Traditional IRA contributions are not limited by annual income. And so single individuals who make greater than or equal to 139000 filing single are not eligible for Roth IRA. $6,000 limit and then married filing separately greater than or equal to 10,000 not eligible interesting All right, that was 2020 but it looks like it's pretty much the same 140,000 for single and then if you have a small business it looks like you can do that like you can have your own little plan so I implore you to dig into that yourself um Let's look this up too. Roth IRA, pre or post tax. Roth IRA is a post tax retirement savings account. So that means that your post tax income, basically your net income, would what go would be going into that. Um, if you're trying to invest into a traditional IRA pre tax, that means that you end up paying taxes on it later. Um, so you still have to pay taxes on it when you pull it out. Like, again, I'm not a freaking investment investor um, connoisseur, um, but I have some notes jotted down for my business course type thing that I'm going to do or whatever to kind of spell it out. And I'll obviously do a little bit more research before I start just kind of blabbing on here. But if you invest your post-tax dollars, you don't have to pay as much tax when you take it out. Um... But so if you're on your own, you know, you like you can have your own 401k, you can invest into those things. But one of the things that I do invest in is uh, called the total stock market index. And so if you invest with uh, Vanguard, so you start a Vanguard account, which is a brokerage firm that's pretty well known. It's called VTSAX. And so I don't remember if that's the total market or the S&P 500, but basically you invest in the average. You invest in a little piece of every stock on the market. Or if you're in the S&P 500, you invest uh, in every a little piece in every S&P 500 uh, stock. And so that FIRE movement basically is based off, you know, like maximizing your savings rate, which is how much you're able to save after. Well, 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 it's probably beneficial to plug in your equipment. Um, I'm now recording my podcast on a Zoom PodTrack P4, little mobile podcasting unit, and uh, it has two AA batteries in it, I think. Two, yeah, two AA batteries that came with two, and they held up pretty well for my first podcast, and so um, it showed two bars out of 
three. So I was like, oh, well, it'll be good to do record another one, and it cut off in the middle. So um, I'm going to probably edit out my stuttering. So if you're hearing this, this is going to be the dubbed over. Um, but if you want to make $100,000 a year in retirement, you basically need to have 25 times that at minimum saved, invested, whatever you want to call it. So um, you need it invested. You, you can't have it in savings because $2.5 million would only get you 25 years, right, if you took out $100,000 a year. But if you invest it into that total stock market index, you know, it averages, um, I mean, I've seen ranges from like 8 to 12%. Some people have even said 14%, but the market basically goes up, you know, uh, every year. Even if it crashes, it does go back up, you know, like, if it went back to zero, it wouldn't just start back at zero and then never surpass wherever it's at now, you know. So, uh, you, you know, like you look at the Great Depression, it recovered and then it soared way past there where it's at now. And so, I mean, it's a volatile time to be in the market. And, you know, regardless of how you feel about it, I mean, I feel like there is probably some form of recession slash pullback after all of this stuff. But again, this is my opinion, not financial advice, but... Um, if you're invested in that total stock market index, a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people have retired from that, but you know, if it averages even on the low end at 8% and you pull out 4% per year, you're still going to see a 4% gain. So, um, I would shoot for closer to 30 X what you're looking to get. So, you know, if you're looking to have a hundred thousand dollars per year, uh, you need to have two and a half. And I would suggest probably going for $3 million invested. Now, you're hearing that and you're going, oh, my God, $3 million. But, you know, you can, you can do that in a relatively short amount of time if you invest aggressively. And so that's kind of what the whole thing is based off of, getting your expenses to below half of what you make, uh, you know, paying off your cars, paying off your odds and ends. And, you know, us as welders, we definitely know to spend a lot of money at the gas station or buy new tools or whatever, got to have the newest truck. And that's kind of hindering you from your retirement. So, you know, if you think about it, looking at how much you want to make and, you know, how much that's going to save you, you know, take away, you can look at compound and uh, compounding calculators as far as how investments work. But if you can get, you know, at least half of your income saved per year, get it into the market. And if it draws that 12%, great. If it draws 8%, also great, but it's going to grow. And then, you know, you invest, whatever, $10,000 and it grows 8%. Now you're growing $10,000 plus 8%, which whatever, that's what, eight, 800 bucks, I think. Yeah, it's late, man. Oh, I can't do math. 0.08, yeah. So, yeah, 800 bucks. So now you start the next year off with 10,800 bucks and then that grows. And that's just assuming you don't con uh, like contribute anything else to it. And so that's just how the compound interest things work. So I would look into that. Uh, but you can definitely make it, especially if you're in the rig welding world, then you keep your expenses low. You don't have to have a Keystone brand new $100,000 fifth wheel. I live in a 2005 Jayco and I get along just fine. Uh, I'm going to do some renovations to it. I'm considering pulling it back home as much as I don't want to make that cross-country trek with a camper twice. Again, you know, go back home in November and probably turn around and come back in January and do the same haul. But... Uh, I want to do some more updates and renovations to it. And, you know, it's my home now, so, you know, I just hate to leave it here. Plus, I don't want to winterize it and store it, and then risk something happening when I come back. And if I just take it to the East Coast, I'll probably be set. But anyhow, um, 
just be smart with your money, you know, and like I can always offer tips on how to cut costs and things like that and try to find deals. And that's what I do. You know, I mean, I've done my best to try to find deals and do whatever I can, but for the most part, I really back to the original question. The only thing I really invest in is VTSAX and I'm waiting on some paperwork, um, on a rental property. Um, I am buying from a family member, so I got a pretty good deal on it. Waiting on the paperwork to come back, and then I'm going to end up doing a renovation on that. I probably won't be laboring that one myself just for the time purpose, and so if I can pay somebody you know, a few thousand dollars, knock out the things I want, I'm going to go ahead and put it on the rental market and hope for the best that you know, at least, I mean, it'll pay for itself in a year, but it would just be nice to have a steady even a few hundred bucks income that I don't have to work for. Best advice for finding welding work. Listen to the earlier part of the podcast. Best advice you ever heard. Now, when I read this question, I was really, I was really kind of pondering on it and I didn't repost that question because I didn't have a good answer at the time. And there's a lot of cliche sayings out there, you know, for, good advice and whatever else and always stand up when you shake another man's hand and whatever always open doors for your lady and blah 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 blah. but I think the bottom line best advice that I've ever heard and I don't remember exactly where I heard it from first um, it might have been stacking iron if you follow him John Westlow um, but trust the process is on my business cards and I think it might be some of the best advice that I've ever heard you know and a lot of people are lost in finding the process or understanding what the process is. But, you know, if you're following along, you know exactly what the process is. You know, you got to put in the work, learn the skills, buy the tools, put yourself out there. And, you know, bet on yourself. You know, like that, that would be another another, uh, another good one. Um, now that TikTok is out there and, and Instagram Reels, there's so many motivational quote videos out there. You can follow people like uh, motivational quotes. I think motivational quotes is one millionaire mentors one. Um, you know, there's people out there like Ed Milet and Grant Cardone, Gary Vaynerchuk, um, Patrick Bet David. Those are all real motivational type people that have made it very successful. Uh, I'm a big Conor McGregor fan, and I heard uh, I heard him say something the other day, and I'm probably gonna butcher the quote. And I don't remember, uh, but it was basically something like what Will Smith said about fear, you know, it was like, fear isn't real, fear is just a construct of in your, what happens in your mind based off what you think might happen. Danger's real, but fear isn't real, you know, and so I try to get people to understand that, and sometimes it's hard, but really and truly, there is no defined box of fear, there is no, you know, like, other than haunted houses, you don't see a sign that says, fear, drop below, it says, danger, drop below, you know, like, you your mind determines whether you're scared of it or not you know and that's why different people have different fears you know i absolutely hate spiders and it's just because hey i've been bit by spiders before and it wasn't pleasant you know so i just don't like spiders so you know like that fear is something that i construct in my mind and you know i stand next to my buddies who pick up wolf spiders and sing the shit that's bit me or you know i've got friends who's got pet black widows you know it's like i would never do that because i'm terrified of what might actually happen to me but that's exactly it what might happen to me, based off my own mental idea of what's going to happen, you know, or I think might happen. Um, 
But Connor's quote was something along the lines of, the only real battle is the battle of your mind or something like that. And so I'll have to dig up that video and try to find it. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Just sneak out of here the house go, late right at here. night. And there used to be a little grass patch by my home. And I would play, I would take the football out and this play on Conor the grass McGregor patch on my own. On and I would kick the ball facts. against the wall. And when I kicked the ball against the wall, I would imagine it was a, a goal, the goal yeah. net. Yeah. And I scored a goal and I would run off. And I would visualize a screaming arena cheering me on. And they were my first visions of, of selling out arenas and, and you know, and de- yes. doing these type of things. Although, although it didn't end up in the football game, I ended up in a similar one. So it, it, it all worked out in it. And it was all true visual, visualization. So I was just here. a young kid with a dream. You know what I mean? I know my, and sometimes my dreams change and change, yeah. but it was still a kid with a dream and a belief in himself. And for many times I was laughed at and not believed in, but you know what? Nothing external can 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 defeat the internal the only thing that can take someone down or break you down is internal nothing external is strong enough and that's uh that's basically just what i was trying to say i know like i said i butchered the quote but um i really do love a lot of the things connor says he's not always looked at best in the public eye but i think he has a good mind um but you know like really and truly the battle is inside your own head you know it's your own brain it's your own it's your own struggles, you know, things like that. Um, but so I just, uh, that's the end of the questions. I'm really just going to wrap this up, you know, and uh, <laughs> that was a good ending note. Uh, I'm going to have my buddy Danny on here. If I can work out the time, it might have to be on Saturday of this week. Uh, Danny is one of my very good internet friends. We've become very close over the last couple of years. Uh, and he actually lives uh, up in Ireland. And so, you know, if I can make it work out, I'm going to try to get over there closer to the end of the year, maybe make a little visit. I want to go visit some friends in Germany, but um going to try to get some guests on here. Um, I just played that off my phone, so now I've got that all worked out to where you can actually, I can tap in my phone calls and, and videos and sounds and whatever it is I want to off my phone. And, uh, yeah, so hope you guys enjoy it. Um, get at me on Instagram for those people that I spoke out to. You know, I'll try to get back to as many of you guys as I can. But uh, I'm looking to really try to work on maybe doing a business course, basically just explaining what I have learned up to this point. And, you know, maybe at least having some advice for those people that are struggling to get to where I'm at. And uh, I got a meeting with a, a mentor here very soon on expanding my own business and I'm more than willing to share some insights that I you know I draw from that and apply them as they uh, can be applied to me so uh, it's now 9:20, so I rambled on longer than I wanted to hope you guys uh stay safe out there stay busy keep your mind right and just remember you can do anything you put your mind to nothing external can beat the internal peace Huh.